Time is 2.09. Welcome back to the programme. And as you know, it is Tuesday, which means I have to welcome Andrew Gambina onto the programme. Good afternoon to you, Andrew. Good afternoon, Sylvia. Yes, you have to. Yes, I have to, because I'm always interested to know what you are going to be talking about. So what are you going to lift the lid on today then? All right. So um, we will start off by a palate cleansing visit to London's first dedicated water shop mm. it's uh yeah dedicated solely to top notch water it's <laughs> in the fashionable neighborhood of uh southwest london's fulham district oh right and um yeah and it, it's um it, it's actually amazing that this shop that opened last month um is the first of its kind because there are so many niches in places that have um a decent amount, I know COVID has changed it a bit, but a decent amount, generally speaking, of disposable income for specialist <laughs> um, food and drink products. Mm. But I'm, I'm, I mean, it's interesting to delve into this, but I'm, well, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened before. Um, what about you? I, I don't know. You know, I think it's a bit of a scam. <laughs> I mean, you know, okay, we can get bot- bottles of water in supermarkets. Mm-hmm. We can get them in corner shops and all sorts. But I just feel like, you know, um, it's it's about packaging. It's about branding. Oh, but, yeah. you know, in all honesty, if oh, you were going yeah. to do like a wine test and, and mm-hmm. you're going to trace certain wines, would you do that with water and say, mm, yes, it's well, definitely like 1980s, like, you know. That is a very good question, Sadia. And some of it, and it, and it will bear some uh, relationship to some of what I'm going to talk about mm. very much so, the comparison with wine. Um, so, well, the, the shop's name is called Fine Liquids, which is a bit of a funny old name. Mm. And it opened uh, last month, and it does sell hundreds of different varieties of bottles and filtered water. It's not only bottles, it also does some very specialist upmarket uh, filtering mm. systems. And the, the water bottles range from £2.50 oh, to £120 <gasps> for mm. one bottle. That's in our money. 27 Hong Kong dollars to 1,060-ish for the top of the range. Um, So the name might sound a bit strange, it does to me, but then the history behind it kind of explains it because the original company, Fine Liquids, uh, which has been around since the 1980s, was originally a wine and water distribution okay. company. So, okay. so it covered its bases with fine liquids there. And, um, but, the, but, it, but it's been sold on from those original owners a long time ago. But for some reason, I suppose it costs money to change a name, doesn't it? The current owner took over the business a few years ago, got rid of the wine completely, and decided to pick up on the trend that is specialist or bottled usually, or sometimes filtered water and decided to make it a, uh, a specialist little shop, although that only opened last month. Mm. Um, so he was, he was distributing before thinking, well, it's going pretty well. We all know that the trend is there. Open and the shop. He, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. He put, put some bricks and mortar down. So um, he, he teamed up with the owner of the business who's been doing distribution with, now this ties in with what you were saying, um, Sadia, a qualified water sommelier. Let's just have a pause. Let's have a pause for thought there. Okay. (laughs) I could do that. uh, Right. So just um, for the listeners, a sommelier is a specialist wine waiter in a a kind of um, above a middle-of-the-road restaurant where there's a uh, a person who is basically has a, often has a lapel badge of a vine of grapes uh-huh. um, in, a, in, a, in a shiny metal um, fashion uh-huh. and will talk you through the wine list and <laughs> okay. recommend 
what will best go with what dish. Okay. And I'm not saying it. I mean, I know I'm saying it in a slightly flippant way, but it, but actually they, they have to sit exams to do that, um, as they do, believe it or not, for to become a water sommelier. So mm. it, it's, a, it's a real thing. And mm. so th- this pair joined forces to choose the list that they've uh, first put out as of last month, and they have water tastings on site yeah. or in this time of COVID they will send out as wine distributors are doing in our very own Hong Kong um, to do some um, online video tastings will yeah. talk you through miniaturized versions so that you can swill and sniff and taste the difference between um, the different types of water as, as, as a person might do for other kinds of drinks and it's not only wine although that's very well but, I mean wine you can see it you can see that people do that because you know we're talking mm. different ingredients different time all sorts of things right yeah De- mm. definitely there's a diff- different different mm. soil different microclimate mm. um, but um, but actually it's the same in some respects for types of water okay. which come from different parts of the world and are find their way to a spring going through different types of rocks and going through different types of heat and cool temperatures and so um i mean i am uh, it's not maybe as strikingly different as the end result of wine or coffee you know how coffee has taken real Mm -hmm. hold in in hong kong a little after some other places in the world but now you can find some very interesting um, but you can see that, roast. though. You can see that how coffee yeah. could be different or how wine could be different. Yeah. But yeah. water, um, I don't know. It's, it's not... You, basically, uh, <laughs> if I'm reading between the lines there, Sard, you're saying the next thing you'll know, they'll make an air sommelier. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I'm a bit kind of doubtful about this one. But, yeah, fair enough. All right, if somebody's got the well, money and they want to spend it, go well, ahead. The, um, the sommelier there, the water sommelier, that uh-huh. is, says that um, uh, the, uh, the, the pair hope to change the way that people think about water, though. Perhaps uh-huh. people like us two talking. Um, they want people to realise that there are different factors that make waters unique and to actually try to focus on the different minerals that are within it mm-hmm. and how it feels in your mouth. There's a lot of talk about this with wine and coffee as well. Mm-hmm. Mouth feel, it's cool, yeah? Which is the um, whether it's uh, whether it's very thin as a water. Might, you'd hope water would be quite thin. You know, I mean, its primary <laughs> reason is to uh, hydrate, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's drunk on its own. Um, but um, there's no one best water, they say. Uh, but it's uh, it's our job to find one that suits you. So they really are taking it super seriously. And mm-hmm. if you, where do you think the 120 pound bottle? That's over a thousand Hong Kong dollars. I won't tell you the brand name, but uh, but where, where, did, where in the world do you think it's from? Possibly Pardon? Scotland. Oh, that was, I, I bet some great ones come from there, actually. Mm. But no, it's much further away with a much larger carbon footprint for that shop, mm. um, fine liquids. It's from Chile, mm. the Patagonian Mountains. Okay. That's where they've, uh, that's where they've got that from. And um, they also reckon that they've got some of the most up-to-the-moment... Um, not only water filters, but, but, but ones that clean up what comes out of the tap and pumps in minerals. Okay. So there we go. That's, uh, suppose... that's something. Can we see one of these springing up in Hong Kong? Pardon the pun. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> good one, that one. <laughs> um, possibly, yeah. You know what? I think anything could come in Hong Kong, to tell you the truth. If it's got a, yeah. if it's got a lovely bottle 
it's mm. like it's like kind of cake boxes, isn't it? I'm sorry, I hate to be kind of scathing about it, but you know, yeah. I think people do enjoy carrying lovely, cute little cake boxes and beautiful looking yeah. cakes around. Although maybe the substance and you know when you bite into them, they're not really great. They're okay. So so it's a similar sort of thing. You have a beautiful bottle. It's like when Perrier, mm. you know, some of these bottled waters came out. It mm. was it was stylish to have it on your dining table. You know, it's just a yeah, wannabe you're thing. Right. Every every different kind of decade or um, or period of time, different things come along. Mm. I was um, when I was doing uh, a bit of uh, travel writing and doing food and drink writing publications. Something a French water brand came out that was kind of trying its best to rival Perrier, mm -hmm. which is around in some good restaurants here, which has blue glass instead of green. Yes, and it became the kind of go-to, yeah. and it's. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, there are these fads, and then there are these kind of cylindrical ones that come from Scandinavia. Yes, which, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it, it is a bit faddish, I think, isn't it? So it can um, take over. I'm sure, I don't think it yeah. would be out of place in Hong Kong. It's just a matter of how much disposable income one has to be able to spend that. Yeah. <laughs> That's but all. I think the other part of the discussion, though, really is the disposal of the uh, the bottles. Mm. And uh, uh, this, this, um, uh, this particular shop, makes a point of selling not a single bottle that comes in plastic only because the the uh the separation of different colored glass bottles in the uk is um is quite diverse so they they're able to um feel comfortable that they that they will be broken down um mm. in, a, in a responsible way mm -hmm. um but um but a lot of hotels here recently i might, i kind of received food and drink press releases from hotels and there's been some um, you know, noise, uh, positive noise from places that are having their own filtration taps put on. And some of them are the very top hotels in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. which you would expect someone to feel that they need to offer a certain, uh, that they need to order a certain brand of water yeah. for, you know, to, 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 to feel right at the That's table right. of a good restaurant or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But it's good to see, though, that the hotels and fine restaurants, some of them fine dining restaurants, have taken it upon themselves try and change that trend a little bit by mm. getting, um, you know, good taps and having a little that's card good. on the table yeah. Yeah. saying that we're, we're doing so. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So that will be the, uh, the water talk for today. Um, and uh, moving on to another part of the world, um, we, it, it, I, I tried not to, but there is something related to the Ukraine war, which is um, threatening food supplies this time, turning attention to how it's affecting the lives of those in the Middle East. Okay. Um, and I sent you yes. a picture. Yeah, that's a picture from Cairo in Egypt, which is the typical flatbreads that are one of the staples enjoyed in normal times in Cairo, the Egyptian uh, capital. But it's um, the the um, the war going on, you know, between Russia and Ukraine is stopping supply, as I've mentioned briefly, but not in great detail, before, of grain. And those two, I knew they supplied a lot of grain, but this particular article that I read since we last spoke about food and drink in the um, Associated Press News Agency, which has been going around a lot of newspapers uh, over the last week, um, says that uh, the two countries together um, is actually one-third of the world supply of wheat and barley Ooh, imports wow. now a lot yeah a lot of flatbreads use those two grains and 
there are there, there also those two countries um as we've said briefly before um responsible for a lot of other grains including um sunflower seeds mm. and sunflower oil got onto the old oil thing again they they do two countries are top exporters in the world of sunflower seed oil between them used for cooking um so but but it's the bread aspects or the wheat and barley that is really causing the middle east some serious problems at the moment because of the diet that has a staple flatbread yeah, and yeah. also yeah also noodles um okay. which i uh, which i didn't know but um but that was that that comes out of this uh article and when people find things too expensive to eat they have to turn to other staples and so those have become short in supply as well mm-hmm. traditionally um in some countries such as lebanon um the government subsidizes uh bread uh and noodles um but they're just unable to get their hands on those uh those products at the moment or enough flour to oh. be um to be to be you know to be making them which is what they would tend to do they're not importing flatbreads sure. they're making them there from wheat mm-hmm. brown grain so it's um uh, Iraq awful, and yeah. Sudan yeah also um there's a lot of public frustration the AP Associated Press article interviewed a lot of people at markets and so on over the last several weeks before the article came out last week and it sparked a lot of concern from international NGOs as well uh because there there are um uh there there was the, the Arab Spring which happened in um uh the, the 2010s which was from a the uh the result of famine so they're really hoping that things don't spill over into people feeling desperate on the streets there mm-hmm. uh but there have already been signs of a bit of that happening um in Sudan um uh, and Yemen which wow. have been particularly badly affected um in Ye- Yemen sounds sounds particularly bad in fact basic needs are accounting for a uh, a kind of a, an undernourishment of um around 160,000 people who are says to be cool. experiencing famine like situations and they've been in bad and, situation for a long time in Yemen too you see so i suppose this is just a well, knock on that's it that's, that's, no it's not it's not just this it's that their own yeah. problems they've had a seven yeah. year war themselves. yes absolutely that's right yeah and mm. that's the same for similar for some other yeah. countries in the region which also rely on the grain for their bread sure. flatbread based uh diets such as uh, Syria and um yeah they they root and um there are yeah there are there are places that have their own sort of internal problems mm. as well mm. so that's um just a little window into how things are affecting things just the other the last thing to say on that is that um because of the amount of ukrainians that have left their country um some of the grain from ukraine has been diverted to countries around them rather than exported so to to help out their um their citizens who are fleeing oh, okay. so um so it's therefore been diverted which adds difficulty to the middle eastern problem mm, so gosh. um finishing on something of a uh, more kind of positive note um in hong kong there's um although it's related to people who don't have enough food because of their jobs being hit by covid-19 and businesses um having to close or lay them off for a while and so people therefore being uh unemployed and uh not having enough to buy food an amazing project 
sort of um, community project has sprung up called Give, Give and Take. Um, so it's, it's, sorry, Gift and Take. So mm-hmm. it's Gift and then the letter N and then Take. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it started actually last summer with a few refrigerators that were stacked with food that were donated by various NGOs around town that this one person who started it, his name is Wong Wai Kit, and he said that he started this project last August because when he went to food courts in Hong Kong's around different districts of Hong Kong, he noticed during COVID that, that, that when food was left on tables, he'd noticed some people going over to tables to take leftovers from other people's leftover food. Mm-hmm. And so he felt compelled to do something and he came up he's been involved in other charitable projects before but he came up with the idea of putting a second-hand refrigerator in different parts of hong kong and he started off with a handful and it grew a bit oh, and then by wonderful. it's oh. great it's really amazing yeah. and by by uh by one to two months ago he has now 40 around wow. hong kong and his and his aim is to get um at least one i think he's done it already but he wanted originally to get at least one in each of the 18 districts of Hong Kong. Uh-huh. And he's done it. He's already done it. He's surpassed it. He now has 40 around and they are spread throughout the districts. Okay. And he gets volunteers to help him do this. It's such a marvelous project. Uh, the first one was in Sham Shui Po. Um, mm-hmm. And he put it, he, he got permission to put one in the Dragon Center, which is yes. famous for yes. computers and games and stuff. Yes. And, um, and he, another one is in uh, the Eaton Hotel in Jordan, okay. um, in Kowloon. Okay. And so what he's done is not really literally put them on the street in case, uh, not that Hong Kong is the worst place in the world, things getting vandalised or people, you know, sort of raiding things, but just to make sure that people do behave in an orderly way around these things. He's tried to find either shopping malls or places or even with small independent shops that will allow him to do this and to be part of this community idea and people will get to know different neighborhoods that they're there and there are volunteers going around restocking them uh, when he before he got to 40 a couple of months ago or in the last one to two months when he had about half that amount his group of 20 volunteers uh, actually found that local people who were really in need would be waiting for when they knew they would be filled. And they could tell these were genuine people that needed mm. food. Um, and they would be emptied very quickly. So in some ways it was frustrating, but in other ways, of course, it was working. You know, a fridge full is great That's for people right. who don't have anything. So, so the fridges, yeah. um, do people just, I mean, who stocks them up? He's stocking them up and other NGOs are stocking them up or general people can put stuff in them? Well, he's put the word around different NGOs that this is a cause and would they like to be a, an, um, a kind of a, a, a base for him to him and his volunteers to collect uh-huh. food for the purpose of doing this. Okay. So it's not ad hoc as in people just coming along and putting things in because they have to be checked for safety, yeah, yeah. It to be in date, properly sealed, sure. and the rest of it. So they, they take responsibility for the safety of these things. But people can find out more about it uh, by going to GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, and mm-hmm. then the letter capital N, and then the next word is TAKE, T-A-K-E, and that is a Facebook page. There's no website, so it's mm-hmm. just a Facebook page. GIFT and TAKE. That's and such it sounds, a nice thing. It sounds, it sounds really great. I'm actually thinking I wouldn't mind kind of going along and uh, 
and giving him a hand sometime. Yeah, maybe no. we should go down there together, Sadia. Yeah, It'd no, it sounds amazing, and yeah. I can see like in the picture you've sent. If you go to my Facebook page, you can have a look. Sadia's money on Radio Three RTHK. He's standing in front of a fridge which is actually painted with a Hong Kong scene on it, and which is really quite amazing. <laughs> it looks great. Mm. Um, but I think it's a fantastic gesture, and I think you know it's it's something that yeah should be encouraged, and just generally because it also takes away the indignity of it too. That if somebody wants to go and pick up something from there, they don't have to do anything else; they can just go and get what they want and, and walk exactly away. Exactly right. That's all it's there for: is to help people who really need it. Yeah. No, it's yeah. A lovely gesture. Really great. Yes, we should do that, Andrew. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. That'd be very interesting isn't it? before oh. it gets too hot. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So you can see the okay. pictures on Facebook. Thank you very much, Andrew. Yeah, thank you. Look forward to talking to you on Thursday now. All right. Thanks a lot. Indeed. Okay. Bye.